0: Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Do you know today on Noah's Window, I want to share with you a challenge from God's Word that uh, I let challenge my own heart and life. In fact, this is a verse I guess I, I think about uh, as much as any verse and I often revisit it. I'm in the book of 2 Timothy, which is most likely the last book that the Apostle Paul wrote. It's the book where he will say that he's ready uh, to go and that he's fought a good fight and kept the faith. So that's the book. But Paul is writing... Uh, his young protege, who is a young uh, preacher of the gospel. And he he says something to him that I think all of us need to hear. I'm gonna pick this up in the sixth verse of 2 Timothy chapter one. Well, let me pick up the fifth verse first because he's gonna talk to Timothy about how Timothy grew up and the influences in his life. He said, I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and I know that same faith continues strong in you." Well, by this time, Timothy's a young pastor, and Paul depends on him heavily in the churches that he serves. And I love how that he says, uh, I, I, Timothy, I know the faith that was in your grandmother and in your mother. We, we draw from that that it's probably pretty likely that Timothy's dad was not a believer, or perhaps he had already passed, but the strong inference is that he was not a believer. So isn't it beautiful that a grandmother and a mother had an influence on one of the greatest young leaders of the church? But now I want to go into verse six, and this is the verse that challenges me. And, and here today on Noah's window, I want, to, I want to challenge you with it. He said, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you an interesting verse. I've thought about this ever since I've been a kid. Stir up the gift is what the old translation says, but a better translation is the one that we have, because it's exactly what it means. It means fan into flames the gift, the spiritual gift that God has given us. Well, first of all, let's just talk about what it means to fan into flames. You know, occasionally if a fire dies down, it may go to coals, but you could take a bellows or you could take some kind of fan and fan that fan those coals back into full flame. That's what Paul's talking about with Timothy. He's saying to Timothy, you know, your spiritual gift, the gift that God has given you is kind of cooled off and it's just coals right now. So Timothy, you need to stir up that gift and fan it into flames. Well, Well, maybe you can see now why this verse is so important to me because as a spiritual leader, I'm always aware that this is a verse that God wants me to think about the gift that God has given, I need to fan it into flames. Well, let's talk about a spiritual gift for just a moment. A spiritual gift is an enabling that God gives to every Christian. Now you may have more than one spiritual gift, you may have several spiritual gifts, but really it's an enabling to do something for God and for his kingdom that's really beyond the norm. It's just an ability that you have. And and here's the thing that I've always challenged people to think about, I really do believe that your spiritual gift, your primary spiritual gift, is always something that you enjoy. <sighs> you know, back in the 80s, it was very popular for churches to dig deep into spiritual gifts, and they had long seminars on spiritual gifts where you could explore and find your spiritual gift and, and then exercise it, and there were, there were all kinds of writings, and there were all kinds of uh, you know, materials on how you can exercise your spiritual gift and use it. Well, I felt like in those days, we probably went a little bit too far because when I look in the Bible, there are three lists of spiritual gifts and none of them are the same. And I really do believe that's because God's spiritual gifting in your life may be something that's not on the list. For instance, we live in different times in the first century and I know there are people that have a gift in technology. Well, if Paul had written about that in the first century, they would have known uh, what it meant. So I really do believe that your spiritual gift is an enabling that God has given you to be effective for the kingdom and it's always something that you enjoy. <laughs> because the church went so far and got into all these complicated metrics for your spiritual gift I think I swung too far to the other direction But I said we have a one-question spiritual gift at NewSpring. What do you enjoy doing that God uses to change lives and I do believe that I, I don't believe your spiritual gift will be something that you don't enjoy uh, I think I found that out early in my ministry because I tended to serve in smaller churches And oftentimes my job would require me to do things that I don't think I was very good at and I didn't enjoy very much. Now, don't get me wrong. I gave it my best try and I tried to to do a good job. But over the years, I've watched in my own life the things that God makes most effective and I love and enjoy doing those things. Doesn't mean they're not hard. Doesn't mean I don't have bad days. But I really do believe your spiritual gift will be an enabling that God has given you that you know and you watch it has an effect on people's lives and it's something that really deep down inside you enjoy now let's go to the text paul is saying to timothy timothy i think you've let your your spiritual gift cool down to coals and you need to stir up the gift well why would we need to stir up our spiritual gift well, I thought about three reasons. I'm sure there are probably more reasons, but here are the three that I thought about that I would share with you and me today so that we can stir up our spiritual gift. Well, the first reason, it, it could be just something that we've yet to exercise. I mean, we've watched our spiritual development, we've watched our lives, and, and it could be we know what we would probably enjoy um, And we know that God could use it to change lives. I mean, it could be the gift of helping people. It could be the gift of teaching. It could be the gift of giving. I mean, we could just go up and down the list of just enablings that we've watched God put into our lives. It could be, though, that we've, we've yet to exercise those gifts, and, and we're still sitting on the sidelines. We're, we're like a, a, a football player. This is football season, but a football player who has a gift to either run the ball or catch the ball or throw the ball or, or tackle, and yet we're still sitting on the sidelines. Our uniform is clean and we know we have a gift and, and you know it could be that we feel like well I, you know if I were to step forward with this gift maybe it would sound arrogant always remember this you're never arrogant when you're exercising a gift that God has put into your life because that's what it is it's a gift you know people are, are kind to me and they'll say things like Mark um, when you explain scripture I understand it or they'll say I feel like you're talking just to me Well, I know those things are true, but they're not true because I'm something special. You know, it just happens to be my assignment to be lead pastor at New Spring. My my job, who I am, makes me no more important than anyone else. It just is my assignment. But I've come to grips with with the fact that I'm not being arrogant when I recognize that God has given me that ability, and I exercise that ability because it's a gift. It's something that God gave me. And, and you have the same thing in your life. You're not being arrogant when you step forward and say, I really believe that I can exercise this gift. So it could be something that we know we can do, but we're still on the sidelines and we still have a clean uniform. I'm going to be real honest with you because this is the area in my own life that I have to watch all the time. And it's the reason why I constantly review this verse that says fan into flames your gift. We can exercise our spiritual gift. And at first it's a challenge, but then we reach a certain level of comfort. It's like, well, okay, I kind of know how to do this. And I have kind of a norm for how I exercise my gift. Well, you know, I have to remember this. You know, our spiritual gifts are probably way bigger than we think they are. You know, we can begin to exercise our spiritual gift and we can watch it become effective. And we can say, okay, this is the new normal in my life. But, you know, God's spiritual gifts are way bigger than we can imagine. And sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone. And that's what I remind myself. And I have to ask myself, am I fully utilizing my spiritual gift? Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching it work every week. I'm watching it work in all kinds of environments, but perhaps God wants to take my spiritual gift to a whole new level. The third reason why we need to fan our spiritual gifts into flame or may need to, and I think this is the thing with Timothy, is fear can enter the equation at some times. Here's how it works. God puts a spiritual enabling in our life that has the power to influence and affect people for the kingdom of God. But then we look at our own personal resources and our own personal limitations. And we can can begin to look at the gifting that God has put into our lives through the filter or the prism of our own weakness. The reason why I believe this was Timothy's issue is that Paul is always reminding Timothy not to be timid. In fact, the verse that we find right after the verse that tells him to fan and deflame his spiritual gift is one of my dad's favorite verses. It says in the NLT, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power and love and self discipline <laughs> My dad quoted that verse to me so many times. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a power and love and self discipline Well, I think that was timothy 's issue he He uh, probably probably looked at his own uh, gift package and then looked at Paul. You know, I mean, if, you're, if your mentor is Paul, it would be hard not to compare your abilities to Paul's. And, and he probably just said, well, I can never be Paul. But Paul was always reminding him that God had put a gift in his life and not to be timid about it, not to be fearful because in, in reality, the effectiveness of his gift wasn't gonna come down to Timothy's personal strengths. It's gonna come down to God's power working through Timothy. You know, I think Paul would probably work through this too because we see all those things that he wrote, especially in first and second Corinthians when he was saying things like, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. He understood that God's gift was in his life. So I've been reminding myself of this and I hope it's a challenge for all of us to take the spiritual gift that God has put in your life and fan it into flames because it's way bigger than we can possibly imagine. Let me pray for you. God, I pray for each of us in these dark days. Help us never to settle or help us never to sell short the gifts that you have put into our lives. May we exercise them to the fullest ability so that we can lay the trophies at Jesus' feet and say it's, it's all from you, both the, the gift that you gave us and the harvest that you let us, let us experience because of that gift. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll be back tomorrow. And in the meantime, we're praying you have a wonderful day.